Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 34. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this program. Thank you so much for joining me again as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and the many modalities of helping each of us find balance in our individual journeys. We are always so excited to meet those of you who are on the leading edge of creating change on this planet. Today, we are honored to have with us a lovely individual whose life experience has led her into writing her first book, Subconsciously Speaking. I would like to welcome to our show, Karen Blaine. So nice to be here with you. Hello, Karen. Thank you. And she is the second of our studio audience, <laughs> our guest, actually. It's wonderful. So, Karen, can you share with us a little bit about your background and your history? Absolutely. Um, I was a mate, my major in college was communications. So, I was always interested in being able to use that skill to try to reach out to others. And then I became more interested in alternative healings and, and mm. philosophies as time went on and as I had my children. And I started to take classes and seminars in hypnotherapy and found it fascinating. And um, I eventually was professionally certified by the International Association of Con Conversational Hypnotherapists, Ooh. which is... Is there a difference? Yes, there is. This is when the conscious mind and the subconscious mind mm -hmm. are more integrated mm -hmm. than just taking someone into a different kind of a um, hypnotherapy where it's just a deeper trance, mm -hmm. trance work, which is one form, but I've learned to try to use my conversational skills to bring people to utilize both the subconscious and conscious mind together. Mm -hmm. I see. So, so you took a break from school after I you did. went for a while. Four kids. <laughs> wow, four kids later. <laughs> All grown now. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, and, uh, and then you went back to school to get this certification. Right. The Yeah, my degree. And I started to practice. Mm -hmm. And I was in very good at what I did, I think. <laughs> but um, I, um, my dad started to he got cancer mm. and he went through a lot and I started to focus on him. He went through a lot of chemo, a lot of radiation, four and a half years. Four and a half years. May I ask what form of cancer that he had? It started as a liposarcoma in his shoulder. Mm. They took that out, but it had traveled to his lungs and um, they did surgery and he went through chemo and went through radiation and back to chemo. And we tried everything and alternative healings. Mm -hmm. Eventually he passed in March and, um, Mass, uh, March of last year, this March. Yeah. This last, oh, March. Th this last March yeah. of 2012. That was very recent. Very. Yes. Yes. And I wrote the book awesome. to deal with everything I'd learned and to deal with the grief and to help others deal with grief. You know, part of the book, mo the entire book is based on learning self-confidence. That is the main reason I wrote the book. But there's a lot about grief and loss in the book, too. Um, because of what I was going through, I wanted to share how you can go through the grief, work it in your subconscious, and then find that light inside when you're going so deep 
that will help you begin to heal from a tragedy. And for me, it was a tragedy. Mm. Though, though you, um, you, I mean, most of us dealing with individuals that are going through cancer or the ones who are dealing with cancer, um, it, it is quite a journey. Yes. That one takes. And some have a little more lengthy journey. I had a friend that dealt with it for, I'd say, about almost 30 years of her life oh. on and off. So Courageous. courageous. <laughs> very courageous. Very courageous. She had a wonderful support system as well. And, you know, some are very lengthy. Some, as I say, is uh, very quick. Yes. Uh, depending on the individual themselves. Um, so is, I mean. My dad was so courageous. Mm. And brave. And I would panic and he wouldn't. <laughs> and I would say, I would try to remember everything I've learned about centering myself when, when I access my subconscious. And, um, but naturally, that was his gift, was always letting everything just be. Mm. The world would take its course and he would carry on. Each day he was happy to be there. He knew he was loved. And um, he showed me a lot about bravery and courage. Mm, mm, that's lovely. And in the meantime, your kids, of course, are all grown and yes. out of school. So thank goodness for that. It's almost like you finished taking care of four children, and then now you're taking care of your father. Right. Exactly. So change, dealing with change, and that's part of the book, too. <laughs> yeah. It just um, I'm going through that time period in my life as a woman in her, you know, middle years. And, um, there, this starts passages. You start to lose a parent and your kids leave home. And how do you deal with it? It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, uh, that's a very powerful time. Yes. Uh, such a, a time of inventing oneself, isn't it? Yes. And it can be an amazing time. An amazing journey. Um, I'll tell you a story. Mm -hmm. I uh, was a singer when I was young. I didn't mention that. But um, I had a band, and I played in some of the clubs around here in L.A. And I kind of gave that up with kid after kid after kid. <laughs> I had four in five years. So. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's actually quite a – as four within five years. That, that's pretty tight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Agreed. Um but I started taking singing lessons again um, to, you know, and I take guitar. My, I got my, an electric guitar now. I, just, oh. I bought it like three months ago. And so I'm taking my guitar lessons again and singing again. And I'm actually going into the studio in North Hollywood in two weeks to record. I have my own music that I'd written and I'm going to update it with some, and, and hopefully um, it, it makes me feel good. So mm. And I and it makes me have more positive energy, and then that passes on to hopefully whoever I meet. And um, everyone should be doing looking for gifts that they've had in the past, and that they or that they can start to, like you said, find after their kids are grown, mm -hmm. and going back and rediscovering them. So important, absolutely necessary, necessary. It's necessary instead of packing it all in and giving up and. You know, I, I think that the generation before us, um, I, I do believe that, you know, there was, you know, your, your kids grow up, they go to school and you're just getting ready to retire. You know? Yes. I think there's a whole new 
uh, wave of individuals who are saying, no, my life is just beginning now. I, I'm ready. I, I'm ready. I've gone through all these experiences and it's my turn. Absolutely. My turn. You know, I mean, from school, from being a, a child, really, now that you, your children are of that age, mm -hmm. having four children. I, I was 21 when I had my first. So, yeah, I mean, it's been my whole life. Actually. There you go. And then raising them, going back for a career, and then having to care for your father, which I'm sure was an honor for you to do so. Yes. You know, all these experiences. And then now you can just... Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a good good to it. And I don't think people, the women, should ever feel like there's no reason for them anymore. Everyone, everyone should utilize. A lot of women are such great cooks. Now's the time. They can go back, do cooking classes and, you know, do more and more, not get in a depression. There's no reason mm -hmm. for someone to get down because right. they're changing. This is a passage. Right. And it's it's okay. Yes, yes, I agree. That's very empowering for women. Thank you so much for sharing that that piece in your story. How exciting for you to be able to cut your album <laughs> in two weeks. I'm excited yay. for you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Really wonderful. Um, now, so through the process of um, your father's journey, mm -hmm. your children are grown. Mm -hmm. Here's your father's journey that you're with. And were you still practicing hypnotherapy? I was, um, and I was also with him every day. Mm. So I had a practice in Westlake, uh, well, outside of LA. And um, my dad lived in the San Fernando Valley, which was about 30 minutes away. So mm -hmm. in the mornings, I would be doing what I normally did. But every afternoon, I was with him. Mm. And so it was a tough time. And then when he did pass, again, readjusting. Every, everything we do is readjusting what we're going through from four years before that, because I had been with him most, most, I took him to a lot of his radiation, his chemo, going through the surgeries. Um, so my life changed when he passed in March. And then before his cancer, I had the children mm -hmm. and they were being, you know, driven everywhere to every soccer game, right? And every different thing that they had to do, which I was happy to do, but Absolutely, everything had its changes. So for me, this should be an, a very empowering time. Mm -hmm. And and for that's what I would like, hopefully, for other women too, and for anyone at a, at every time in our lives, we should feel empowered. Right. Um, I was never down with my dad. Um, I had grief, but as long as he stayed courageous and and brave and positive, I was okay. Um, and is there no other siblings? There's three others. My mm -hmm. older sister lives up north, and then there, and then two live nearby, and they were there too. Oh, wonderful! He had a lot of love. Wow, he had four and a wife. Ah, okay, <clears throat> okay. My mom, your mom. Okay, so she's still around. She is. She is. Oh, so he was really surrounded then. <laughs> oh, so surrounded. Uh, right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And my mom's here, and she's healthy, and I thank God. Oh, that's good. Wonderful. And so here we are. Um, you've gone through all that journey and you decide to write this book. I mm. mean, where and at what point was the turning point for you to say, I'm going to write a book? Um, it was when 
I, I was blogging on my, on my other website and, um, the blogging didn't feel like it was enough. I started the grief that I had over my dad mm -hmm. and the thoughts I needed to share, the empowering thoughts. I had noticed that I felt more and more that people were coming from fear. Some of the people around me in my community, I felt that they were living lives when I talked to them and I tried to get close to people, fear-based more. And I wanted to write the book to take some of the fears away, fear of love, intimacy, if they were divorced, friends I have, fear of um, doing things like they would have laughed about, they wouldn't, the singing I'm doing, a couple of people have already laughed at me. <laughs> what? What? You, you're really serious? Yeah. If I fall on my face, I fall on my face. That's okay. I'm willing to try. Mm -hmm. So empowering people to be self-confident mm -hmm. so that they will try things for themselves. So that is why, mainly why I wrote the book, was mm -hmm. empowering. To empower other people. And at the same time, help you through this time of your life. Right. This Mul transition. I, I see people and I wanted them to go into their subconscious. And, um, and there's four ways I actually have in the book, but I can share them with you about accessing the subconscious. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's silence where um, you just center yourself. You have candles and I'm sure, you know, it's right, right after meditation, you can do it, right? And um, yeah, isn't you, that interesting? Do you find that that um, uh, uh, in your practice of hypnotherapy, mm -hmm. when people come to you, they're ready? Absolutely. Right, they're, they're ready. I mean, there's uh, so many forms of hypnotherapy, of course. Um, have you had people come to you that have no experience have had no experience yes. before. Mm -hmm. I start them with meditations in a very, in a very, so that I get them secure Okay. because, because they are very afraid. And what I do with the meditations that, and I do guided meditations with them so, mm -hmm. um, that they relax. It's a good way to relax some energy. I, I don't know. I can't say I'm an expert on energy healing at all, but I try to come over and just, I just feel anyone can do energy healing to some degree. Mm -hmm. Just by keeping your hands outstretched and maybe feeling that warmth and the energy that comes from just putting them together. So just starting to use a little bit of energy just with the other person and the meditations and just relaxing them. Mm -hmm. It's a big help in getting them to be able to take it deeper. Mm -hmm. But but the way that the ways for accessing the subconscious for yourself, for um for people who are just reading the book, to get back to that is the silence. Um, Visualizations. Um, I do. You have a favorite nature spa? Uh, beach. At the beach. Beach with the ocean. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So you take yourself to your very favorite place, maybe Maui. I don't know where you might love some place, but oh, I'll take Maui. Okay, there you go. So you're lying on the beach in Maui. As long okay. as there's not a lot of people around, I'm fine. There you go. And the waves are crashing, right? And you give yourself a visualization of this place. Well, as you're in the visualization. You're at the beach. You hear the waves. You can use that to access your subconscious mind. You then say, say we want to do work on the self-confidence part. You say, you don't allow negativity once you're there. So you've, you've used your visualization. You're at the beach. 
you know you're now into your subconscious because you're relaxed, you hear the waves lapping, you're sort of self-hypnotizing, and you know you're not allowed to let any negativity in. So you cannot say the words, I am not cool enough, smart enough, beautiful enough. Those are not allowed. You say, I am so, so good enough. I love myself. People don't say they love themselves. They love the world, and that's that's okay. But loving ourselves is the first part of it, right? Right. So you say in that deep place, I love and accept myself. And for a lot of people, they have to say it over and over again and practice it like daily. Well, what what I was uh, going to say is there's so many people, when the minute you say meditation, of course, uh, I mean, here at Yoga Hub, we have the virtual yoga meditation conference and the Philosopher's Stone, which covers all the other things to help Beautiful. people create balance. Isn't that nice? But the minute you say meditation, no matter where the person's at, there's always that pause. I understand, and um, so what you what I would do, in, especially before hypnotherapy session, is ask them what kind of meditation they'd be most comfortable with. For people who have never done it before, it's the guided meditation mm-hmm. where you take them. No one's going to complain about being on a ski trip, right, in the snow. They're downhill skiing, and it's amazing because I've worked with teenage boys, actually, on on different things for sports, mm-hmm. to, to get, like if they're in a baseball slump. I've actually helped them see the the ball, but they they've come into me, and for it's been more of like you know they're not into the meditation. So I'm like, right. okay, we're skiing. Pick 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 something you love to do, or doing a visualization again. Uh, it's a guided meditation or a visualization, whatever it is, right. and it, it's a good way for them to accept the meditation, and then they get more relaxed in spite of it because they like they like the little trip I'm taking them on. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, we're going skiing now. (laughs) Exactly. My dad and I had a favorite thing called walking in Yosemite. And oh, toward the end of his life, we were always, every Tuesday, we would go somewhere, his favorite places. And it was, it was a lot. We we were, we were both look forward to those, those trips together. One time we went for a whole day. It was just the longest hike in the world. (laughs) Saw the waterfalls and had lunch and put our feet into the whirling pools. Beautiful. So nice. Very nice. Very, very So I've gone through accessing your subconscious with um, the silence, visualization, twilight, another important one. When we are just waking up, you know, that 10 to 15 minute period, Mm -hmm. when we're kind of not sure. The twilight zone. The twilight. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Literally the twilight twilight zone. zone. (laughs) Absolutely. Great time to take yourself inward and and before bed, of course, right as you're drifting to sleep. Beautiful time to reflect on your day. Think of things either you want to do or think of just having a peaceful night's sleep and taking that with you, taking it into the subconscious, accessing it. It's easier as you're going to sleep um, because you're just starting to drift off. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. So with, with these, um, have you sort of intertwined your life experience with your craft of hypnotherapy. Absolutely, of course. Yes, this has been huge. So I am, I've always felt very passionate. And I think that passion in some instances and, and even ambition has been kind of considered a dirty word. You, some people use it and think 
you're egotistical. Mm-hmm. If you're real ambitious or you're um, passionate, then one, if you're a really passionate person, maybe you're too emotional and you're not thinking logically. Mm-hmm. And two, if you're too ambitious, maybe you're not empathetic enough or caring enough. Mm. I think you can be both. I think ambition can be a good thing. I think that as if you're ambitious, you've got a legacy to give to the world. You're creating something. It can be a beautiful thing. If you don't get egotistical about it and hurt others, then it's, it's, it's beautiful. So I actually talk about that in the book. And I talk about passion. I think people sometimes think of people who are emotional. And I'm, I'm an emotional person. I will give that. I'm balanced. I've learned to balance the emotion. It's not always easy. But I, I would actually, if I had to, I like being a little more emotional because I feel deeply and I don't mind feeling so much. Mm-hmm. It's an okay thing. And that I had to come to grasp with. But as I was saying about passion, that passion can help you because you feel love on a deeper level than you've ever felt it before. If you're passionate about life and love and people, you are. You are. You're a perfect example of someone who's used passion to create a beautiful, beautiful Life and career, too. Mm, thank you. Yes, <clears throat> thank you. you. What was very interesting uh, uh, a few months ago was um, I had said to somebody about passion and not so much life purpose, but passion. It was just a sort of a conversation that was out there, just, you know, bantering back and forth. Right. And the individual snapped back and said, oh, Passion. It's such a um, overworked, overworked, yeah. and it's such a fad to be using that word. And you know, why do I have to be passionate? You know, it's like I just sat and went, wow. <laughs> the fear, the anger, the all of that just yeah, absolutely completely spilled forward. And basically, part of it was um, putting it all around the one word passion. That's People are afraid, so afraid to really know, to really touch base with what we love. Or the other, which is, I don't know what I love. I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what I like to do, which is another area that I hear in um, really people who are in about the age group of Late 40s to mid 60s. Yeah, I don't know if you've encountered that. Um, but I hear that a lot. And I, I do believe it was a generation where, you know, you grow up, you go to school, you get a good job, you mind the home. Mm. You know, everything is, was so spelled out set. for you, right? Yes. Women, you know, you, you're the housewife, you're, you got to do this, you got to do that. And then as we, I think we spoke earlier about mm. yes, we did. after you raise your children, you look forward to retirement. Right, right. <laughs> and then what are you going to do after you retire? Well, you don't really have enough money to travel and da 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 da, da. Right. So, so it seems like that generation of, you know, the late 40s to uh, 60s, mid-60s is going through a very tough uh, time. Yeah. Tough time. I tough think time. so. Just a little turmoil because part of the world is saying, you can still do it. Like yourself right. saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just give it a shot. I've been wanting to do this. So, Absolutely. 
you've put and, yourself out there to do it. And I would say to, to women of, of that age group, that um, of my age group, that um, they should just try go back to an extension class. You take one of the one of the um, catalogs that comes in the mail, and just look through it. Something will catch their eye from their early childhood or their teenage years when they were passionate. Mm -hmm. That said something to them, whether it was cooking, whether it was um, whatever it was, right. they can find it again. And and I, I believe that. And I think that it's too easy to say no. Nothing is is. I'm not passionate about anything. I believe everyone can find their passion. There is mm -hmm. some passion that they can find, and then they can. They will be happier. They will be happier. And the positive energy they have will then turn itself onto others. And they will see, again, that they've made such a difference in other people's lives by being happier. And they will become happier. It's just such a reciprocal thing, right? And our life experiences, we put it out to the universe. The universe gives it back. So they'll become more passionate as they see that their passion drives others to be more passionate with them. It's just an interesting force. Yes, yes. It's, it's what we call here, one drop is a thousand waves. Oh, beautiful. So if, but to create change, you need to be the essence of that change. Absolutely. You know how so many sit back and go, well, this person should do that, that person should do this. I go, why not you? <laughs> I agree. Right, why not you? Why not be the change? Why not begin with within ourselves? Why not do it with the love for ourselves to start off with, as you say? And not to interrupt you, but we were talking before about about physical modalities. When you were, you were saying how you had gone and studied about physical healing. And I think for some people, they should actually get use the, their brain, their, the adrenaline created by exercise. They need to start a, a program of exercising every single day. Because once they start a program of different kinds of exercise, whatever they like, tennis or jogging or um, anything with yoga, right, um, they will then be physically more fit and their mind's body connection will become stronger and they will become more passionate because they are feeling stronger and better. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I mean, especially the way we have our site set up is, is really ha having individuals Find the balance. Right. Body, mind, spirit. If one is a little out of whack, you're just a little bit, it's going to throw the other two areas Absolutely. up as well. And if, um, you know, if there's any imbalance in the bodies, it's finding where that balance lies and what we need to hone in to create and, up, you know, uplift and, and help the other and support the other. Um, so, yes, I, I agree with you that the the exercise is not about rigorous it's just no. about when you exercise you breathe when you breathe you bring oxygen into the body it already connects it's very scientific yes there's nothing woo woo nothing la la about it is so scientific right isn't it? absolutely and it's it's incredible people feel so much better i'm sure they've told you that all their life mm -hmm. how much better they feel after they're doing yoga four or five times a week that it's changed their life absolutely absolutely because yoga is um, but a lot, again, um, it is not just about the physical. It is truly about one, spending time with yourself. Hence why you're not, in most forms, you're not rushing through, uh, what the poses or the asanas, in other words. 
and you are just breathing into each of them. You're connecting with your body. You're mm. connecting with your spirit. Mm. You're connecting with your awareness. And interestingly enough, you also begin to connect with your subconscious level. Yes, I believe that. Absolutely. And uh, have you, are you, uh, do you practice I, yoga? I have practiced yoga. Absolutely. And I love, you, I love And it. can you um, integrate uh, what your teachings or what you're sharing with people with the yoga? Well, I'm not, I haven't done too much yoga. I go whenever I can and I've done beginning yoga. So mm -hmm. I'm That's, not. Which is wonderful. Yeah. Like, like you said, do, do what you We're can. We're always a beginner. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I find the breathing and the stretching. Mm -hmm. And for me, I like it for me, like everyone finds their own thing. I like a great walk. Mm. I can walk miles and miles. So I'll do the yoga to help me with the stretching and the breathing and the movements are amazing. I feel so healed afterwards. And then I'll take a long walk and I just feel so amazing. And if you feel that amazing, so I'll come home, I might add a little jog to it too, just to give me more of a, just a little bit of a different feel, you know, pounding my heart cardiovascularly just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I come back and it's, it might be an hour and a half walk after doing yoga. Okay. That's a long morning and not everybody, you, I just got up early that morning. That's a 5.30 a.m. morning. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness it's brighter now. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but how great do I feel instead of sleeping in sometimes? That's the perfect solution mm -hmm. um, because I am feeling like, yes, I want to conquer the world. And absolutely, I feel that way. And that's setting me up for my day, big time. There you go. Um, so, Karen, coming back to your book itself, you've written it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you were compelled to write it because of your journey, mm -hmm. uh, the journey with your father and uh, his wonderful rebirth, as I like to call it. Um, your purpose behind it. Um, what you're sharing with everyone, what you would hope that people would get out of your book. Can you share that with us? Absolutely. Um, what I hope people get out of my book is learning how to access their subconscious and in their subconscious using deeply embedded suggestions to help them be more positive in the choices that they make, to help them learn to accept love and not fear it, to become more, more loving of themselves also, and to use their subconscious. One story, real quick, 90% of us, 90% um, of our brains, excuse me, are in our subconscious, our subconscious mind. 10% is the conscious mind. And funny thing, about 90% of us live in the 10%, which is our conscious mind, most of our lives. I would invite people to Use the subconscious more. That's where your feelings and emotions are stored, but that's where you can access so much more positive energy on a deeper level. So that would be what I would hope people would get, is how to use their subconscious and make it work for them and get more power and more confidence and more acceptance of themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Very lovely. Um, and I have to say, with, uh, with her book, it's not a very thick reading book, so it's very easy to read. And also, I love the way that you have, um, it, it was so interesting because when we first opened it and we saw the table of contents, I don't know if you can 
you can see that here. There's a whole list. And I'm like, we're like, oh, wow, there is like so many chapters, but it's not a very thick book. And then in the end, it, it's almost, Karen, like we can open the book anytime during the day and read the title. Absolutely. And it's almost like the thought for the day. Yes. Or the healing for the it's day. It's a bedside book. Mm-hmm. It can pick it up at any time and you're going to learn something new from it at any part in the book. And that's what I had envisioned. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, and can you share with us like the the people that would most that you feel would most benefit from this? Anyone. Everyone. I think that um, people going through grief, um, loss, because there's a lot in there about that. There's um, about about confidence and owning your own power. Um, I think I would hope and like to believe that anyone and everyone could benefit. And with um, you were saying that uh, some individuals have uh, approached you recently who have read this book. Um, Can you share with us a little bit about what they said to you? (laughs) Yes. They have said that it's changed their life Mm. and that they, by reading it, they, they know they're supposed to live in the now, stay centered, stay balanced, but reading it reinforces things for them that they may have already known, but they have it by their bed and they pick it up almost daily. And they also have learned so much from it mm. so that it has helped them in their business and in their relationships. So I'm glad it helps in business too, which is a nice side thing. Well, I, I do believe because you are, you focus so much about um, the positive, mm. you know, creating the positive, creating the self-worth, creating, you know, building a, an individual's confidence, um, having the, they themselves start to become aware of it. And everything begins with that first awareness. We might not act upon it. <laughs> right? I mean, it's easy yeah, to easy hear to that's why you were supposed to read it every other day, right? <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, how we we're, we know things, we, we've heard them, we practice them. And what was that story that you were, you were saying about the time in your life where your daughter's leaving? Oh, yes. And my dad had passed and my son got engaged. And oh, my oldest my son, yeah, he's wedding. Congratulations. His, thank you. This, in a couple months. But all these changes were happening. And I myself wasn't being balanced at all. And I had already had this book ready to be published. (laughs) And I I was like, I need my book because I have to read it because I wasn't being centered at all. Um, And that was me after writing the book. (laughs) I I think it's easy. And then I went back and did the work because it's work. Um, you You have to always remember that you have to practice over and over again. You've got to sit with yourself. You've got to continue yoga. You can't just forget about it. You have to do the work and recommit to going into your subconscious and building on the positive. It's too easy in our world mm-hmm. to let things throw us. Mm-hmm. And that, that we can't let that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, can, I completely agree. But it's, it's so funny how you just finished writing the yes. book. Yes. It's no doubt with the editors by that point. Right. right? I know. I know. Yes. Absolutely. And so, yes, it happened to me. <laughs> right. And all that pressure and yeah. children leaving oh, home. And I was out of sync. 
Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot to go through, but but I'm right with you on that. Is like life takes its course, and then suddenly we we start to become like very linear with everything we're doing and flustered and scattered. Like, scattered and we can't remember things yes absolutely yeah <laughs> or we don't want to remember anything <laughs> you know so that how how funny that after all after completing it you you went yeah. through this whole tumbling turmoil i did and it, it is interesting it is it is um it was a way of showing me that i needed to get back to my basics right right absolutely so that's wonderful that you you pick up your book you know, so yeah, often as well. I do. Just remind yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is so easy, and and I uh, that's one thing that it's um is is really lovely. It's it and your titles to the book, which you know, I I, I love this one, which is the smile within, and you have such beautiful photos with each. Thank the imagery you. is really lovely, so that every day you get like a quote and you get that's right a picture to immerse yourself into as well to help with that visualization i would i would right. think right and this is um this is lovely the power of passion there we go i mean that is like the heart in itself yeah so that's wonderful karen is there um uh, something that you would like to share with our audience uh, a thought or sure. something that you would leave our audience with yes i absolutely i have a metaphor for life Mm. that I love, and it's in the book, but I will share it. Um, it's picturing ourselves as the creator, producer, writer of our own show. So, Christine, you have your own show in reality, but this is for people who, it's for all of us, and I do it too. I call mine the Kieran Show. But anyone listening could call it their name show, and they are the victor, not the victim of life. So every single day, they're writing a chapter. They can erase a chapter if they don't like it. Everyone is in control. And I like that metaphor because it, it's a visual. So they can use a pencil and erase what they don't like, change the script of their life, and put a pen in and say, I'm doing this for the next you know, year. I'm going to do this and be positive and successful with it. At every time, this is their show. Life is their show to do what they want to with it. And they are, the again, the producer, creator, and writer of their show. So they better make it good. And I, I will uh, say on top of that, it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Yeah, when living think, a life. It, it, it is. It is. It's not... I mean, sure, we could we could write it to a point where we are like relaxing on the beach or somewhere in Yosemite going for a walk. But in the end, we have to remember this is life. We it is 24 seven. And every day there is there is something to do, something new to learn, something new, something to remind ourselves of. And and also when you read certain words today or or hear certain thoughts. You can hear them again in 10 days, and you're going to perceive it in a whole new way. Very true. Very true. You pick it up, and you hear it, and it affects you differently because that day, something new has happened to you. So your perception of the world that day is giving you a way to interpret whatever you're reading or hearing in a different manner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very important to keep ourselves open. 
Well, that's, that's a lovely thought and metaphor for you to leave with our audience today. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you. It's been lovely having you and spending some time with you, getting to know you. Same here. Lovely. And I look forward to that album. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for that, too. I shall send it to you. Uh, yeah, we look forward to it. Yes, of course. We, we love, we love uh, artists going out there and playing in the world out there. We had a, a lovely individual by the name of Phyllis Suze. She is uh, 89 years old. She's oh, turning 90. Wonderful. She cut her first two albums. Fantastic. At the age of 85. That's amazing. Six years old. Amazing. Yes. I'm so proud of her. Yes. Composed a, uh, wrote and composed um, a jazz CD and a tango CD. Beautiful. Isn't that magnificent? Magnificent. Yes. That's what we want to hear. In her late 80s and still raring to go. (laughs) So you see, it's never too late, everyone. Just go out there and live the passion, right? Right. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Karen, for sharing your journey with us today. Thank you. I would also like to thank each and every one of you for joining us and supporting us in this new platform of education and information. We're always grateful for your support, and we look forward to hearing from you and how we can support you better, uh, whether it be on the medical side for our Tuesday show or on this side. We're just finding different ways to create balance. We're also very excited to announce that you can now access uh, the Magical Medical Tour through iTunes. Um, and uh, the Trinity of Life shall be hosted there very shortly this month as well. So you can download them and listen to them anytime that you have a moment. We invite you to join us live every Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1.30 Eastern Time for the Magical Medical Tour with my wonderful co-host, Dr. Glenn Woolman. And Wednesdays here, of course, for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And every other week, it will be followed by our new show, Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. Now, you can find and contact Karen Blaine and purchase her lovely book, Subconsciously Speaking, at www.subconsciouslyspeakingbook.com. Until we meet again, thank you so much, everyone. Namaste.